Welcome to the RSJ Radio Podcast, created from content produced by students enrolled in radio courses at the Ryerson School of Journalism. In current affairs, the Ryerson Art Society holds an event to showcase comedic and poetic talents. The sports world is going crazy over Toronto's very own Raptors. A new paper released by NASA shows that Antarctica is not contributing to rising sea levels and self-driving cars are the hottest thing in business. But first to arts. In the world of arts and entertainment, the controversial director Quentin Tarantino is burning bridges with the police. Adele has hit record sales and the Supler's Theater has announced their lineup for 2016. Here's Catherine Machado with these stories and more. This week, the Ryerson Arts Society is hosting events in hopes of bringing attention to the school's arts community. They've kicked off the week with the Ryerson Showcase last night. Here's Adelia Law with the details. A pass overwhelms the Eaton Lecture Theatre at the Rogers Communication Centre last night with the first ever Ryerson Comedy and Poetry Showcase. The Ryerson Arts Society and the Social Work Students Union co-hosted the event with few other organizations and Carlton Cinema as sponsor. Poets and comedians included the All-Girl Poetry Collective, The Rage Dolls, an award-winning comedian and feminist, Ashley Moffat, performed on stage and brought up some social issues with their work. The event organizer, Michael Friedman, says the event is trying to raise awareness. So I think the theme of this uh, event and night was uh, social issues that are prominent in our, in our Canadian society. Because if it's being run by a social work students union, you know, you want to incorporate some sort of social uh, topics like racism, sexism, and so on and so forth. Ryerson has not been hot for arts activities in the past, but Michael believes the heat among the audience last night proves a thriving interest in arts among Ryerson students. People are willing to come out on a Monday night uh, when assignments and midterms are due. Uh, you know, they, they're willing to put that aside for a night to go and have fun and engage with material that they don't engage with in this way so often. So I, I think it's like really high energy and lots of people are willing to participate in art forms. Ashley Movac, who plays around with heavy issues like sexual orientation, single parenthood and feminism in a hilarious way, won a lot of praise last night. Here is an example. The main message I was trying to convey was that I am super talented, period. The showcase is part of the referendum activities of the Art Society, which are going on till November 5th, and there's definitely an arts vibe going on in Ryerson. This is Odelia Law from Are You Listening? Pull out your calendars. The Soul Pepper Theater announced their lineup this morning for 2016. The lineup features the play Father Comes Home from the Wars by Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright Suzanne Laurie Parks. The play is a new spin on the classic poem The Odyssey and is set during the American Civil War. Soul Pepper's artistic director Albert Schultz told The Globe that he thinks the season is going in the right direction with four female writers, three directors of color, and two writers of color. Theatre fans also have a chance to watch returning shows such as Twelve Angry Men, The Odd Couple, and Jitters. Police groups have called to boycott the film director Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. This comes after he made comments against police brutality during a rally in Brooklyn last month. He said he believes there is murder going on and that he is on the side of the murdered. The National Association of Police Organizations asked officers to stop providing security, traffic control, or technical advice for any of the director's projects. The boycott has put pressure on one of December's most anticipated releases. Tarantino has yet to respond publicly to the backlash. And Adele is at it again.
Her new song, Hello, has become the first song to sell one million tracks in a week. This is the singer's fourth number one on Billboard's Hot 100 chart, following Rolling in the Deep, Someone Like You, and Set Fire to the Rain. Hello is the first single from Adele's third album, 25. The album is set to be released November 20th. Good luck not getting this one stuck in your head. I'm Catherine Machado for Are You Listening? Next up in health and science, climate change could cause malnutrition by 2080. A new device to prevent bacteria spreading in hospitals and Antarctica has been accumulating more ice. Here's Pascal Devereles with more. A UN expert has predicted the negative impacts of climate change could subject 600 million people to malnutrition by 2080. They've warned extreme weather, floods, droughts, and rising sea levels will threaten people's access to food. They're recommending a shift from large-scale industrial agriculture to supporting local food movements and small-scale farmers. It's bad news for skiing enthusiasts. Sweden will experience less snow by the end of the century. Experts say global warming is the reason behind the shrinkage. The length of the snowy season will be reduced 40 to 80 days. Despite worries about climate change, Antarctica has been gaining more ice. Reporter Mitch Bomile has more. Ice, ice, baby. A recent paper published by NASA has revealed that Antarctica is actually gaining more ice than it's losing. This contradicts previous studies released in which Antarctica's loss of ice was contributing to rising sea levels. Director of the Center for Global Change Science at University of Toronto, Richard Peltier, believes that Greenland is much more of a contributing factor. The dominant source, um, or a very significant and much more significant than Antarctica's source of uh, global sea level rise, is the mass loss from Greenland. Okay? There's also very significant mass occurring from the ice catchments over, um, over Ask, uh, Alaska and the Yukon territories. The data from the paper was all discovered using satellites. The, the rate at which Antarctica is losing mass is basically constrained by the GRACE satellites, which have been in space uh, now since about uh, 2002. Uh, and these satellites measure the time dependence of the gravitational field. Lead author of the paper and NASA glaciologist Jay Zwally said that the trend could reverse in a couple decades and Antarctica could contribute to the rise in sea levels. NASA will continue to measure Antarctica's ice. The U.S. Space Agency is in the process of developing a new satellite that will be able to measure long-term changes in Antarctica's ice sheets better. The new satellite is planned to be launched in 2018. For Are You Listening? I'm Mitch Bomile. A new device has been invented to stop germy smartphones from infecting hospital patients. Clean Slate works by putting your phone under a UV light and 30 seconds later, your phone is germ-free. Clean Slate is meant to target C. difficile, MRSA, VRE, and other dangerous bugs that are hospital-born. I'm Pascal Davrelis for Are You Listening? This week in sports, the Jays keep Bautista, Encarnacion, and Dickey on the team. The players will be earning 10 and $14 million each next season. Plus, the Raptors start off the season on top, the Leafs finally end their losing streak, and we'll, we'll explore a wearable technology that is changing the game of sports. Olivia Ciarello has more. The Raptors are back and they're getting buckets. The team started off the season 3-0 for the first time since the 2008-2009 season. They won their first game against the Indiana Pacers, followed by a win against the Boston Celtics. The third victory was against the Milwaukee Bucks. 
This game marked the 157th win for Dwayne Casey as coach for the Toronto Raptors. This pushes Casey past former coach Sam Mitchell on the franchise's all-time wins list and raises his winning percentage to the best mark in franchise history. The Raptors will be playing their fourth game at 8.30 p.m. tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. Leaf fans finally get to celebrate after the team's 4-1 win against the Dallas Stars last night. This was only their second win of the season after a six-game losing streak. The Leafs play a home game tomorrow at 7 p.m. against the Winnipeg Jets. From the rink to the court, sports players need to know how they perform if they want to be winning. Wearable Entertainment and Sports Toronto is a conference willing to tackle this question. The conference hosted a range of tech startups all looking at ways to improve a player's training. Michael Stolarczyk brings you the story. People hit a bag to see how fast it can throw a punch. A nearby computer shows off the speed each punch is thrown at. It's a brand new technology by Hixo, a startup looking to improve a boxer's throw. They are a group involved in wearable entertainment and sports Toronto. It is a conference all about how wearable technology is improving the athletic world. Patrick Chandler is a data scientist for Hixo. Showtime uh, showed interest in us and the product to be able to put it live on matches so we can have up to 56 more statistics about boxing matches. Whereas now it's like people only talk about four or five and it's KOs, win-loss, uh, number of punches per round and things like that where we can get speed, impact strength, all these things. You could, you could be in the match and feel the punches, which is something that's, that's unprecedented in the, in the industry. Another group called Olinfit looked at a different angle in training. They strap little devices on athletes in order to record their form when working out. Ibadad Bambre engineered the devices in his last year of university. We, we feel technology can really play a great role in helping uh, provide the same knowledge uh, to the people that a real person can. So we're trying to emulate the whole experience through technology, at the same time making it more affordable and accessible. The mastermind behind the entire conference is Tom Emrich. He says wearable technology is the future of sports. Wearable technology is not quite new for athletes, coaches, sports scientists, and that's mainly because as an athlete, you see your body as a machine. So you're used to using tools that give you insight as to how your machine is doing, how your respiratory is doing, your heart rate, um, your activity, uh, monitoring things like uh, your performance as well as mitigating risks of injury. Um, you need to have your, your machine well-oiled and ready for game time. Emirates started the conference in Toronto, believing it to be a sports-centric city. Now, in its second year, the event continues to attract curious eyes from all over the sports world. Michael Stolarczyk, are you listening? The Kansas City Royals won the World Series championship on Sunday after a 7-2 victory over the New York Mets. The city will be throwing a huge party today to celebrate the team's first World Series championship in 30 years. City officials say they expect a parade of over 200,000 people in downtown Kansas City. The players, coaches, and team officials of the Kansas City Royals will all be in attendance for one of the biggest parties in the city's history. That's all for sports. I'm Olivia Ciarello for Are You Listening? In business today, self-driving cars, the hottest Christmas toys, and Sears has appointed a new president. We're going over to Bailey Vickers with more. Nissan is looking to increase the safety of driving by introducing self-driving cars to the road. 
The Associated Press took a pre-programmed half-hour test drive in the prototype vehicle. There was one human intervention when the car didn't recognize an unclear line, but other than that, it showed potential. Nissan is preparing for the self-driving car options to go on sale in 2020. Until the technology is finely tuned, Nissan will offer individual features in other models, such as keeping a safe distance from the car in front. Sears has hired retail veteran Kerry Kirkman as the new president and chief merchant. Kirkman has worked with Nine West Shoes as well as Jones Apparel, giving her extensive background in retail. She aims to focus on women ages 35 to 50 because the percent of shoppers in this range is at a low 18%. She will place clothing lines such as Jessica Simpson more prominently to attract younger shoppers. Speaking of retail, the Canadian Toy Association presented hot toys for the holidays in Toronto this morning. Trevor Hewitt was there. Well, it was a sight for bored eyes at the Ontario Science Centre this morning as a barrage of wheels and mechanized legs whizzed across the floor. The event paired up children of all ages with this season's hottest new gadgets, games, and gizmos. Mechanoid. On the game floor, seven-year-old Mary has found a new metal chum in Mechanoid, a toy robot. What do you think your favorite toy that you've seen so far here is? Oh, I definitely have to go with the Mechanoid because he's so cool. He's like a robot as a toy. Board chair Steve Morris says that the event is an effort to promote a return to traditional toys based on connection and teamwork. One of the things that's interesting about toys uh, today, and I learned, uh, I, I was at a seminar a few years ago, and, and this is three years ago, and the person speaking says, we have a crisis in our industry when four-year-old children are playing with iPads. Morris says that in 2015, it's the parents and manufacturers' responsibility to make sure that kids are playing with age-appropriate technology that encourages positive growth. Makes it more important for us as toy manufacturers and toy retailers as well to ensure that parents are telling their kids that there's more to play than just electronics. According to Morris, that means adequate research into what kids like and what works. And millions and millions of dollars in, in research and development and manufacturing is put into um, making these toys come to life and to teach kids um, how to play and how to play with other kids. In addition to showcasing new toys, there is a charitable aspect to the event as thousands of toys will be sent to needy children in northern communities and distributed by the RCMP. They get put on a, uh, one of those big uh, military cargo planes and they will fly, I believe, they go to Goose Bay and Thunder Bay and, and Inuvik, I think, are the three places. And then they're distributed by the RCMP to needy kids. Well, the toys here might not be the same old Woody and Buzz we all know, they sure are going infinity and beyond for a good cause. For Are You Listening, I'm Trevor Hewitt. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is faced with a billion-dollar decision early on in his mandate. The Quebec government has invested $1 billion in helping Bombardier complete its commercial jet program and is asking for Trudeau's help. The struggling airplane and train manufacturing company employs thousands of residents in Trudeau's home province. A decision will be made later this week. That's all for business. I'm Bailey Vickers for Are You Listening? 
that's all for Current Affairs. Thanks for tuning in to Are You Listening? I'm Amanda Gilmore. And I'm Tagwamoyo. Have a tremendous Tuesday!